Fear casting. This episode is going to ruffle some people's feathers. It's going to make some people feel pretty uncomfortable. But that's good because that's what growth looks like. So, welcome to the bright side. Um, Fear casting. Shanna's deep breathing over here. Um, I think she's nervous because she doesn't know what I'm about to say. Fear casting is something that we have perfected as a people. I'm not so sure if dogs do this or not, but here's what fear casting looks like. Hey, what's up? Well, not much. What do you want? Do you want to go to dinner at this new place? No, I don't think so. Why? I don't really like Chinese food. Well, I mean, you eat Chinese food from that one restaurant right by your house all the time. Yeah, but that's the only one that I found that I like. Well... I mean, this one's got, like, incredible reviews. Yeah, but what if I don't enjoy it? Like, what if I don't like it? Yeah, but, like, what if you do? I don't, yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm not with it. Like, I don't, I don't really think I'm going to like it. Okay, just, and then now somebody forces you to go to this restaurant, and you're like, it was all right. Even though deep down in your belly, you may be like, this is the best food I've ever had in my life, Right? Sounds like you. I know, I know. I'm, I'm calling myself out. So, what we do when we fear cast is we take a set of data from our past and we throw it into the future because we need to understand the predictable outcome. The past doesn't exist, but we have some data from there. All we have is this exact moment. And then the future is completely unknown to us. So our brains are designed to keep us alive. And as a result, they're taking all of the data, all of the boxes that we've hoarded onto from the past. And they're, they're, they're opening it up and they're giving us all this data so we can make a decision that's going to keep us alive. But going to a Chinese restaurant and not enjoying your meal is much different than stepping into some ambush by saber-toothed tigers. Right, like our primal nature of our brain, if we don't use it to our benefit, it's going to be used against us by default. So when we fear cast, we literally look at all of the reasons why it could hurt us. And then we make a decision based off of that. So if there's, for example... Let's say you're shooting a bow and arrow, and there's 10 possible outcomes. When you fear cast, you completely shut off 9. And you only see the negative outcomes. So you, what if all the other 9 were things that were going to like, hit this target, get a free Lambo. Hit this target, get a million dollars. Like You completely close yourself off to the opportunity of gain, yeah. of abundance, of freedom. When you're fear casting, because you have sunglasses on that are rooted in lack. And we do this all the time. We play what if in a bad way. So, and, and just real quick before the what if, remember last week's episode? If, then, mm-hmm. if, then, so what if I don't like it, then blank. So, you see how we project our habits into the future and create outcomes that are known and we live in our comfort zone for the rest of our lives. That's And we crazy. stay the same. Now is this starting to make sense? Yes. How your habits are everything? Yeah. So what if? What if? What if? So you need to change the associated then. Otherwise, 
you're going to continue to get the same outcomes. I actually love love that. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> no, like um, I was listening to a Rachel Hollis podcast and she had somebody on there. I forget her name that she was interviewing. But essentially it was um, she grew up in Venezuela mm-hmm. and she grew up with a lot of fear because of just the situation of how everything is over there. And she just literally grew up with so she was fear ridden with everything Mm -hmm. ever like she was scared of everything and she realized that like the realization that she had was when her husband said that i'm not sure if i'm ready to have kids with you because you're scared of everything because you're going to raise them scared of everything Mm -hmm. and that hit her on a whole different level and essentially she said oh my gosh so she created a challenge of 100 days consecutively fate like crossing off lists of fears and just facing them Mm -hmm. and one thing she said that struck me on a completely different level is we always say, like, what's the worst that could happen? Mm-hmm. And when we say what's the worst that can happen, what happens? Where focus goes, energy flows. So our brains automatically start to provide us the worst possible scenarios. Mm-hmm. And then we say, well, well, shit, this, this is the worst that can happen. It's happening. I'm, I'm a shit magnet anyways. This is mm-hmm. what happens with me. Or you could say, what's the best that could happen? Yeah. And even just saying that, like, you just feel so much better and you're excited and it's like, oh my gosh, the best possible outcome versus the worst possible outcome. And you're focusing on the best thing that could happen versus the worst thing that can happen. Yeah. And I think that is the most powerful thing in the world, which goes in tandem with fear casting. 100%. When we say, what's the worst that can happen? We're fear casting. Mm-hmm. We're throwing that out there. And how often do we say this to not only ourselves but our loved ones when they're going through something we don't do it intentionally we don't know but that's why we're here to help shift some perspective mm-hmm. I, and i love that and when you like when you listen to that podcast and you came like running out and you're like what do i have to gain i was like what and then you explained it to me and i was like oh my god I like I love that yeah and i've i think i've said it like 10 to Since 15 then, times it's completely changed me like yeah I was the person that was always like, okay, what's the worst that can happen? Let's do it. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah. And that's the thing, right? Like, we, we say these things, and this is where, like, we're, we're kind of sliding into NLP. Like, language is so important. Language, the words that we use are everything. And that's why, like, we, that's why with the MVM Lab, like, we have people adopt the CEO analogy. Yeah. So instead of my mind, it's my managers. Instead of my body, it's my employees. Like, we have them change their language because it's going to completely you now you you don't have that many um, personal associations with employees and, and managers. So you can create completely different patterns. But what we do when we're trying to we say what's the worst that can happen or why not when we're trying to we're about to do something and step into the unknown. Right. And then our brains you, you're asking a question. What's the worst that can happen? And your brain goes to work. It starts mining for data. Well, essentially, it's like, I was just thinking, I was connecting the dots just a second ago. It's like, what's the worst that can happen? And we just, we make ourselves feel better because that's just what we do. It's, oh, the worst that can happen is I fail. Or this person says no. And then what? It's Mm -hmm. okay. You move on. Mm -hmm. So you're literally priming yourself for the worst thing that could happen. But what if, what's the best thing that can happen? This person says yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Why are we doing that? Like, why are we giving ourselves the, 
what's the worst that could happen? And, oh, we're opening ourselves up to the possibility of it not happening. And then when it doesn't happen, we just say, oh, yeah, it wasn't. We're protecting ourselves yeah. in essence. So that so we've all heard this. Hoping for the best, preparing for the worst. Mm-hmm. Hoping for the best, preparing for the worst. Just think about that. Right? Like, you, you're the one who mentioned, like, I think it was, uh, I, I don't remember what you were listening to or whatever, but you said you heard something and it was hope is not a strategy. Hope Ra- is Rachel not Hollis. a strategy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rachel Hollis again, right? So, yet we're hoping for the best and preparing for the worst. So, day to day, our daily discipline is rooted in preparing for the worst. And because what is preparation? It's action. Action. So we're we're taking action to um, prevent the worst, or to actually we're taking action to expect the worst to happen. So we're we're saving money in our savings account for a rainy day fund. Right. <laughs> like, why can't it be like make it rain day? Yeah. You know, like why 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 all we have to do? You're doing the same thing. You're doing the exact same thing. That's so crazy. So why are we? Shooting our attention and our energy towards defense instead of offense, right? Like, why are we becoming defensive instead of playing offense? Well, and it's like, I get it. Bad things can happen. Yeah. Terrible, terrible things can happen. And maybe it's easier said because something like that hasn't necessarily happened to us yet. Because I say yet, because I believe that, I mean, life, it's not, it's life happening. Well, yeah, but like when you, when you really, really, truly think about everything. Number one, the thing that is currently working against most people is their primal instincts. Mm -hmm. It's our instincts. The survival mechanism. It's been taken out of context it's been extrapolated to be unreasonable but at the very core of it it's still designed to keep us alive so we're very out of all of the possibilities that exist out there going and talking to somebody random is more likely than not gonna result in something that's okay like very unlikely highly unlikely that you're gonna get hurt physically or um like long term or you know like the worst case scenario that you like what's the worst that can happen is very unlikely to happen right and that means that when you go out there and you start saying what's the best that can happen you're actually showing well number one you're showing up differently so you're actually creating that but you realize that life is not that painful well that's what i'm saying people believe like so, like Maybe you grew up in a family where something bad had happened and then your parents say, well, you, you have to have a savings account. You have to have a rainy day fund because if something happens, then you have it there. So everybody is planning on something happening. And, and that, yeah, the, and that's, that's, that's the crazy piece to me. Like, and, and when we understood this, it started to shift everything, right? Like we are putting money in a saving, in a, in a rainy day account. Just in case something happens. Just in case. I mean, just in case. You know, it's be- better be safe than sorry. Better be safe than sorry. So now we're like, okay, cool. Just in case something happens. But why not? Like, why not just change what you're doing it for? Like, you can do the same thing. You could still put money in a savings account and, and stack money up. But like, why do you have to? Instead of saying, just in case something bad happens, you can say, 
Make sure you save money. Put money in a savings account. So if you want to, you know, explore the world or you want to experience something cool, you have money mm-hmm. that can that can pay for that. Mm-hmm. You know, just so you can experience more of life. You're doing the same thing. And now what motivates people? Fear or freedom? It, it gets into the question of why are you doing this? Why are you working out? Well, because I don't want to get sick. Right. Or why are you working out? Well, because I want to live forever. I want right. to feel good. Yeah. So now what are you doing? What are your associations? And, and because I don't want to get sick, you're going you're gonna to quit. You're going to fall. And now you have a negative association with going to the gym. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because then you might get sick and then you're like, well, I was working out and I still got sick. So what's the point of working out? Yeah. Versus going to the gym because it makes you feel good mm-hmm. and understanding that sometimes you get sick is life. Yeah. And it's okay. And then you can go back to going to the gym and feeling good every single day. Mm-hmm. Why, Crazy. Yeah. Like, why, why are y'all doing date night? Like, why are y'all doing date night? Why are y'all doing these things where y'all are, like, picking, you know, four random ingredients and having, you know, for the other person, have them cook dinner or dessert? Well, because because we don't want to lose our relationship. Or, why are y'all doing that? Well, because we we love each other and we want it's our fun. relationship to continue thriving. Yeah. It's fun. We, we love having fun together. Which makes you want to do it more versus having a riff later and then arguing like that date night was stupid anyways. It didn't even work. Mm-hmm. We're still fighting. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's an association. So then you stop the fun date night because it still caused a fight possibly. Not it caused a fight, but you're still fighting versus just doing it for fun mm-hmm. and having fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and understanding that if you fight that it's just silly and you fight sometimes and you get over it. Yeah. Like... It's like we're we're always trying to f- associate life happening to something else. Yeah. Yes. Like you I got sick. It's because I didn't do this 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 or because I did do this this this. Mm-hmm. Not I got sick because I was around somebody who was sick and they didn't wash their hands. Or I got sick because I wasn't completely, I didn't sleep enough, or I didn't um, feed my body well, mm. or I drank too much alcohol. Okay, that I love that. I never looked at it like that. But that's that's getting into, that just dives into like creating a negative association with, like it's, it's focusing on lack versus um, love, like, like scarcity or abundance, like. You you if you something negative happens, okay. This is if when something negative happens, and you say this happened because I did this 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 stuff that I don't normally do. Well, now you're what you're telling yourself, what you're telling your body and your your mind, the box is that stepping out of my comfort zone is going to cause me to get sick. Mm-hmm. Versus the truth, which is I didn't sleep enough, I drank too much, I, di- I didn't feed my body well, and now I got sugar withdrawals, right? That used to happen to me a lot. I say used to because I'm on a sugar detox this week. <laughs> but instead of saying I ate too much sugar or, you know, I didn't feed my body well, I didn't sleep enough, I didn't stay consistent with um, what I really care about. That's why I got sick. So now, yeah, wow, that's interesting. Because that's what we do. We we blame things that we knew we don't, or like that are less, um, 
known to us. Well, it's interesting. I was listening to a Tony Robbins, um, The Ultimate Edge, and he was talking about our, our health and wellness, essentially, mm-hmm. and he said, flu season. He was essentially talking about how typically people get sick right after the holidays, mm-hmm. like end of December, beginning of January. And the symptoms of flu season are essentially fever, chills, diarrhea, vomiting, just not feeling like body aches, X, Y, Z. And he said people want to associate it with a virus, but it's typically after Thanksgiving and after the New Year Mm -hmm. and after Christmas, but they don't want to attribute it to the greasy, fatty, overeating, sugar, alcohol, sitting around. They're not detoxing Mm -hmm. after binge eating or Mm -hmm. Just whatever, having fun, because we all like to eat good mm-hmm. during the holidays. But then you're not detoxifying your body, mm-hmm. and then all the shit is accumulating in your body, and you get sick. Yeah, you're compromising your immunity. But you don't you don't realize that it's the lack of detox and elimination, and you're relating it to flu. Yeah. That's, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, and that's it. Just go. You're deflecting responsibility, right? Accountability. You're not taking accountability for your actions, and that's most of the time. People are people struggle with taking accountability on that level because they don't know, right? Right? They're unaware of what they they just don't know, and that's if you didn't if you don't know, you, that's ignorance, not in a bad way. You're just ignorant to the information. Meaning well, you, you, you're not aware of it. And I think that, I think that like, along those lines, it's like, when you're fear casting, you only fear cast in, in ways that are good for you. So, because you don't know, you don't associate getting sick to the holidays, so you're not going to say, no, I'm not going to eat this bad stuff because I'm going to get sick. Mm-hmm. Meaning, you don't do it in you don't fear, fear cast in ways that benefit you. Yes. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to eat all the bad stuff yeah. at my family's because I don't get Thanksgiving sick. dinner because I don't want to get sick. Versus, I don't want to go to that new Chinese restaurant because I don't know what it is. Yeah. You're fear casting in that sense, but it doesn't necessarily benefit you to not try something new. Mm. Versus, f- fear cast, you don't fear cast when it benefits you. Yeah. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Because it's a, it's, it's a known Right. So you have no need necessarily to fear cast. The fear, the fear is built into you. Right. Like you, you, it's a predictable outcome. Mm-hmm. When I stay up, like for the longest, like this is just every Sunday when I was working in corporate. Yeah. Every single Sunday. Y'all think he's lying? He is not. I. You can ask my mom about this. I would I get sick. I think we've sick. talked about this in a different. Podcast. Yeah, she commented. I would get sick, right? And that like. I expected it. And if I didn't, I was like, hold up. And and I, I was literally, I created an allergic reaction to work. Yeah. Because I, I felt like I was suffocating in corporate. So I literally created an allergic reaction to it. And then sure enough, Monday morning, I hated it. And, and not just because I was sneezing and had all these allergies. It's just because I, I showed up in a manner that didn't allow me to enjoy work. But by Thursday, how many of us Monday, uh, you know, got a case on the Mondays. Tuesday is eh, a little better. 
Wednesday was a hump day. <laughs> right? Thursday is the peak performance day of the week. Friday, we're checked out. Saturday, we're like, oh my God, life is incredible. Sunday, we're like, oh my God, I got to go back Monday and repeat. Yep. So we do, do we do it all over again? Now somebody's like, hey, you want to have fun on a Monday? They're like, oh my God, what's wrong with you? You devil. Yeah. Right? It's out, of, it's out of your comfort zone. It's out of the known. Right. And now you're fear casting. You're like, yeah, but like, what if I have a miserable Tuesday? And then that's going to ruin my Wednesday. And then it's going to kill my Thursday, which is my peak productivity day. So um, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like you, you fear cast. That's so interesting. It's yeah. what do I have to lose? Yeah. I, have to, I have my Thursday to lose. Yeah, but what if you had a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and a next Sunday to gain? Yeah. Would you go? You have to be able to step out of the comfort zone to see what's out there. So what's what's the best that can happen? Yeah. I think that literally shifting that from what's the worst that can happen to what's the best that can happen, that will drastically change the way you think and feel. I 100% agree. I, I mean, I, I feel it. Mm-hmm. Literally just saying what's the best that can happen makes me smile. Cause what's it's the best like, that can happen? Like, what's the best that can happen? Like, there's so many good things that can happen. It's so cool. Yeah. If you're listening to this podcast right now, say it with us. And then smile. What's the best that can happen? Smile. I'm smiling for you if you're not smiling. What's the best that can happen? And smile. <laughs> Every time you're about to get into a situation that is unknown... Or seems like it's a change, just ask yourself what's the best that can happen and walk into that finding the good, not the bad. Mm-hmm. When you when your friends invite you to hang out and you don't really want to go, what's the best that can happen? You don't know what can happen. You don't know what conversations could be had. You don't know the gold that is lying within you showing up Mm-mm. as your best self. And when you say what's the best that can happen, you're allowing yourself to show up as a better version of you not the lesser version of you yeah you're piercing presence because you don't have that like we've been asking what's the worst that can happen we have all we have all of these negative associations so when we say what's the worst that can happen your brain's like well it could be one of these 53 different uh horrible outcomes right but when you say what's the best that can happen your brain's like uh, i'm drawing a blank here i'm not so sure i guess let's go find out yeah and now you walk in but you're you're, you're hyper aware Yep. So you're present, and when you're present, all the gifts of life show up, right? So that that's how you, I just realized that that's how you pierce presence. What's the best that can happen? I love that. So I'm going to give the challenge for this week, yes. and it's, it's pretty much what we just said. When you're about to go into a situation that you don't want to go into, or I challenge you to purposely go into a situation that you don't want to go into, and ask yourself, What's the best that can happen? And put on a damn smile, show up as the best version of you, and just experience what life can truly offer you versus what's the worst that can happen and you're showing up as a lesser version of you and life is giving you exactly that. So what's the best that can happen? And I'm pretty pumped because your life's about to change. Me too. That's awesome. (laughs) And please uh, subscribe. Leave us a comment. Let us know if you love it. Let us know if you hate it. Our feelings don't really get hurt. And we are so excited to just chat with you guys and help you shift perspective and connect some dots that maybe you didn't know even connected. That's right. And until next time, remember, it's it's me me versus me. me.